And I'll listen. Hold on a second. Culture.com. Barbara Crampton is a fox.com. I told you I'm a. Oh, jeez. Yeah, keep going. An umpire and a vampire score off week after week, watching movies outside their own strike zone. This week's movies The 1988 and Eight Men Out, and the 2002 Dog Soldiers, starring John Cusack, Kevin McKnight, Charlie Sheen, John Scales, Emma Cleesberry, and Sean Pertwee. Now two, now? now two guys who are now two guys who are co-writing an anti-gravity book, which they say will be impossible to put down. Tim Crutchman and Jeff Miller. How many of the Jeff? How many of those names could you mispronounce in one run? I tried my best to get every one of them. Oh wrong. my God, Jeff! I think I got John, I think I got John Cusack right. Unbelievable! Hey everybody, welcome to Dead on the Bases. I'm Tim. He's Jafe. He Jeff. is the uh, what? Jeff. How is it said? Jeff. All right. Are I you sure? I don't know how much of a voice I'm going to have tonight, so we got to conserve. Oh my god. I it's it's a conserve, all right. Uh, we I'm I'm a horror oh movie gosh. fan. I assign <coughs> sports movies. No. No. Okay. No, Here's how it is. Now wait. No, I'm a I'm a Jesus. sports fan and he, no, no no I'm not, not a right. sports fan. I forget. Tim likes the horror. I like the sports. So therefore, it's like a freaky it's a freaky Thursday. And he watches the sports and I watch the horror. Right. And, and then we comment on it. Jeff's a huge sports fan. He's also a fan of his dog, Tango, and if Jeff was aged in dog years, he would be fertilizing my lawn instead of sitting in that chair. Hey, I, everybody. I fertilized your lawn on the way in today. <laughs> Great. <coughs> Good stuff. Hey, everybody. Uh, the movie that I was assigned and they had to watch, oh, God, was Eight Men Out. Uh, it is, it is not, it is not a homosexual story. Because at first I thought, Tim, oh, this is going to be about eight men coming out, but it's not. And I'll tell you more about that in a moment. And Jeff, what do you have? Um, dog people, uh, dog soldiers. Dog soldiers is what I Dog have. people? Well, it's similar to cat people, but these are dogs. This is dog soldiers. And what this is, this is a movie that... It's a werewolf movie. I'm going to give you that right now. I'm wow. Not... Spoiler. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> you... Look at the poster. I know. you got to be pretty dense to not know. You would have well, to be yeah. almost as dense as Jafe. All right. So, yeah, so like... we have, it's like based that those uh, claymation movies. I kind of moved really quick. And There we go. But I'm real. Anyway, so here we go. So I'm the sports fan. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can... Email me at jeff at otherworldlyculture.com. Now And that's pronounced Jafe. While I was while I was out, I, I was able to get through all the emails. So now I'm back to square one. So that you can, took seconds. No, it took two weeks. Oh give two me a weeks. Break. <laughs> I responded to everybody that sent something to me. I actually put I will send you the money you request, Prince Nebolia. Everybody everybody got a little gift from Otherworldly Culture, so I a hope you gift. enjoyed that. So back, back, it was a gift. back to dog people. So dog people. So the movie, the movie Dog Soldiers, the 2002 movie, sometimes it's, known as Dog People. Right. It's rated R. Well, do you remember the Cat People movie with yes. Natasha Kinska? It's actually You're, a remake of one of the greatest horror movies really ever made. There was well, a Cat People in the 1930s. That's Freaking awesome! Didn't have Natasha Kinski in it, though. Anyways, it did not. Anyways, back to Dog Soldiers. 2002 movie. Her name was Skinsy. Skinsy after that. <sighs> F. Dog Soldiers. Rated R. Hour and 45 minutes. Now, I will be completely yes. honest with you on this. This movie seemed like it was two hours and 45 minutes. This movie really, really, really... It it taxed oh, me. It it wow. did. So what it's about? It's basically about this British squad. They they are sent into a training mission in Scotland. Squad, squad yeah. So it's, there's these British guys. They're sent out in the Highlands of Scotland. 
to like Scotland to do some. How's pronounced Scotland to do some Scotland. <coughs> I'm not gonna last him. <laughs> I know to, you're not. to go out and do some training, some special ops training. All right. So you won't attack me during my. So it's a little bit. <laughs> it's a little bit like Tropic Thunder, but. Well, in Tropic Thunder, they're, well, it's a movie. I have never heard anybody compare this movie. There's an obvious movie this is like. That's not the one. But, but here's the thing, wow. though. That's why I sit in this chair. And it's not Gene Siskable or Robert Ebert. Siskable? Yes. All right, Jafe. I'm having I'm having a hard time tonight with words. <laughs> you are words. Words are not my friend tonight. Uh, anyways, so it's it's sort Apparently, of. Apparently, if you catch a cold, yeah. What actually happens is that you are unable to speak for a month afterwards. <laughs> Fine. Had I known that, I would have given you a cold a long time ago. Ah uh, ha ha. Anyways, so back to <laughs> back to back to the precursor of Tropic Thunder. So, anyways, <laughs> anyways, well, I wanted to work. I wanted to work Robert Downey Jr. kind of into this since we were talking about him dying. On he didn't die. Well, no, but his character died. Okay, right? Is that not what we just talked about? That, in that's the what we've heard. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway, so what happens is there's this a special op squad. They're out in the Scotland Highlands, like I said, 17 times on here. People are like, get past it. So they're out there, but a lot of strange things are happening. They they think that they see something, and I don't want to like. Well, I could give it away. They see they think they see something, and what it turns out to be is like a werewolf. Okay, mm-hmm. and what happens though is that you know I was in and out of this movie. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I I tried my best to watch this movie. This is a very really? it's the reason why this movie. I, I think it's a very accessible movie. I will admit that the the. The accents are tough. It is tough. It's tough. And I can get I can get through this, Tim. Just just I'm just letting we'll you know see. I'm not as I was not We'll see if you can. I was not as intense. I will let you know. I was not can. as intense in this movie like I have been in other movies. Okay. I'm also wasn't that disjointed from it like I was from Black Sheep. Okay. But there's some similarities. So You would think you you being a dog person. No, this is a whole tango, different thing. That you would be all about this. So, I wasn't, I wasn't. There was a cool thing about, there was a soccer match that was in there, and it was actually the thing. of the, That's a cool thing in this movie. Yeah, that they worked some soccer in there. That was all right, some football. Anyways, it was Germany against England, I think. And, but you know what? And here's a, here's, a cool, here's a cool fact about that, is that the score, they shot this movie actually when that soccer match was going on, and the score of the soccer match is the true score that they put in the movie. I think that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Anyways, so back to the movie. So they're whipping around the Scottish Highlands. The accents are tough. Oh, one guy that's in here, you will recognize him. I actually recognized him. He plays in, um, what's that one medical show? Uh, Grey's Anatomy. He's in Grey's Anatomy. So if you ever had to put up time, to, it's McKnight. McKnight was in Grey's Anatomy. Okay. So he's in there. So he's your main character. I liked him in the movie. I thought he played a really great role. I also liked Wells. I liked the main sergeant. I liked Sean Petrie. Or Pertwee. Pertwee. That was close. I liked him. I, I really I, liked him in the movie. I thought he did than a, usual, yes. He did a really good job. I, the acting in this was really good. But the part that, that just, the part that's so frustrating to me on this movie is that a majority of it takes place, like almost all of it takes place in the dark. And I get it, in the dark, okay. in the dark, That's you see fair. shadows and you get scared. Just, but in the dark, you just, you can't. Okay, so let me just, let me just tie this into a personal experience. Here so I used to go, no, no, like, I don't like haunted houses, but you know, when, when you're in your 20s. I, I don't like them either. When you're in your so 20s and you want to go all, like on a date and you want to get, maybe there's a little grab ass going on or whatever. But you're going through these horror, these haunted houses, right? But I went to this one, I think it was in South Milwaukee. And it was, it was just dark. There was nothing scary. You actually couldn't see where you were going. You had to feel your way through the, the place. It was like. That's how I felt in here. I felt like I okay. couldn't see what was going on. That, I was, that's that's valid. That's valid because I, there, it, it is an extremely dark movie. It is. It's a dark movie, and then Tim. In their defense, 
it happens at night it does. and you'll see like this shot that's up yep. there right now they're in front of windows where there's light always coming through and i'm like it's the middle of the night there's no light coming in. right so even the light that does exist you kind of sit there and go well that probably wouldn't be there but but yes but it, it, you you're a movie goer you want to see the darn thing but the thing is, is that I tell Tim that I watch these movies, and when I do it, I've made a pact to watch all these movies in the dark. Because I could watch them during the day. Right. I could do that, but I'm like, you know what? I want the full effect. You know, I let's just do it. Because I've tried, I think I tried. Now, did Tango at any point try to approach you <laughs> and kill you? No. Tango would never Tango want to kill Tango did not try to kill you. No. Well, no, he actually. doesn't work the way he, I was hoping. He actually. Wow. <laughs> Tim is looking for a new co-host, I think. Someone who can tie this in. I got him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> so, no, actually, I'm going to take a picture next time. Tango actually sits on his bed with his duck in his mouth, and he watches these movies with me. It's it's pretty cool. It's actually kind of sweet. <laughs> what? I know where the ducks came from. <laughs> Your dashboard. Oh, no. Not those. He's got big, he's got big stuffed ducks. Okay. Ones right. that he thinks he's a big killer. But anyway, so, so let's get back to the movie. Okay. <coughs> or you can say something right now. Okay. Well, and uh, Dog Soldiers has Dog a lot of great special effects. You have now, to admit that. They're cool-looking werewolves. Yes, they are cool when you can make them When out. you can see them. When you can yes, see them. I'll, I'll grant you that. I'll when, grant you that. And and the whole... And they're tall. They're tall. They're tall. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to give anything away because I really don't want to give it away because if this is something for you and if... You listen to Tim and you are a horror person. I'm sure this movie would be right up your alley, especially with werewolves. But the scene in the house in the last part of the last third of the movie, it's just it's just so much chaos going on. It's just like, you know, I just want Do you know what movie most people compare it to? Tropic Thunder? No. No Texas Jafe, you're the first. Texas Chainsaw Massacre because it's in a house? No, aliens. Aliens, because it's this military group and oh. the monsters are coming from all sides. Yeah, but eh, I, most people compare it to that. Well, most people are and wrong. And then there's you. Most people are wrong. This has nothing to do with <laughs> outer space people. This is all takes place. This is on all Earth. doggies. Yes, but anyways, and then you have the the love interest coming to this, Emma Cleesby. Right. I'm not even gonna help. I'm Emma Cleesby. Like, I don't know how to pronounce that one, but it's a Cleavage, mess. Emma Cleavage. And she plays the role of Megan. And and it's kind of cool because, you know, if if you're a person and you're thinking, you know that this isn't going to end well for her either. I'm not, I don't want to give anything away, but you're going to know that she's not going to be all of who she thinks she is. Okay. But it's, I don't know. It's just, I. there's another scene in here where the whole thing with Sean Petrie who plays Wells? Pertwee. 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 Um, Pertwee. I don't like that name. You should change it. So, uh, so anyways, I I don't know his why. His father played Doctor Who. Was the third Doctor or the second Doctor or something like that? In the James Bond movie? No. no. There's, Doctor Who. There's a sci-fi series that has been going on for 60 years. Oh, yes, I know what you're talking about. You know what I was thinking one. of? I thought Dr. No, no, not Dr. Yeah, who. Dr. Who. Dr. Who with the, the TARDIS. The TARDIS. The, yeah. So okay. anyways, back to the movie. So they're in, they're in, they're doing quick synopsis, and then I'll give you my grade. Okay. We'll move on to Tim, and you'll okay. hear a really good review, or at least a very more concise review than what I can give. So they're out on this fake mission. They don't want to be there. Some of them want to be watching the soccer match. They just want to get done with this, but they got to go through it. What happens is they see some werewolves. They see something in there. The werewolves kind of are chasing them, infiltrating them, all sorts of stuff. And then, bada bing, bada bang, you have the last bada third. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, you have the last third of the movie. I'm not going to give it up because there's a twist in there that you're not going to see coming. Right. And then you're going to say, you know what? I'm glad Jeff didn't tell me that's going to happen because now I probably enjoyed the movie. And you have to admit, though, I will. the last third of the movie. Yes. Is pretty well non-stop action. It is, and that's and but that's why it's so difficult because it's in so it's dark. Too, okay, it's so dark. The part where they're in the room and they're getting out of the room—that's a pretty intense I, scene. I will suggest to all of our listeners, my brother and I—we watched 
a 4K version of this. What does that mean? We had higher resolution. Higher resolution oh. than Blu-ray. Uh, we had to spin it down for the, the uh, version that you had because it doesn't fit on that drive otherwise. And I'm wondering if that might have been part of the problem. I'm not sure. Oh, when I, um, the part I saw, yeah. Yeah, it, that's happened in the past where it, sometimes it comes out a little bit darker or something. Cool. But it is a dark movie. Don't, uh, no kidding. It's a dark movie. And it's not Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder dark. We're talking dark, like, nighttime. So right. anyways, so back, a score. back to the, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Tim one time submitted a movie. It was in German. So what's going on here, kid? All right. So we're back to uh, dog people. I dogs. did do that, and I thought you could follow along just like I did. But no, you know. No, if it was you're in... you're all needy. Oh, I need garlic. I need oh, special right. crushed pepper. I need no, this. No. I need that. Anyway. Oh, close the shade. What 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 Tim needs is for me to give this a good score, and I'm not going to do that today. Okay. Um, this I'm torn because I could give it a, a stronger score, but I, I just honestly found myself walking away from watching it, okay. doing other things. I'm going to give it. I, I I'm going to give it a two. Really? It's a good movie to watch, but it's just wow. not for. It's not for the non-horror person. Let's put it that way. It's a two. Wow. I. I vehemently disagree, but you can. It's uh, but that's surprising. But you heard what I said. It's not for the non-horror person. Maybe a horror person I, would rate it higher. Apparently, apparently, because most other folks I've talked to, no, love this you've movie. talked to no one. No one else no, has given that thing higher a than a people. four. A lot of people. No. I talked to people. Who? Anyway, Mayor, we're going to go Mayor to Rick? your favorite part of the show, and that would be. And this was supposed to start right up, and it didn't. Wait, Let's I want. Can I change my score? Yes. You know what? That's being a little harsh. I'll give it a. I'm gonna give it a four. Okay. I'm gonna change. It. I'm gonna give it a four. I, two is a little harsh, but I'll give it a four. Okay. That's more like. <clears throat> Anyways. All right. Uh, this is your sports segment. Yep. Are you up to it? I'm up to it. All I'm right. Jeff Miller, and here's the sports that I know that you will soon know. The Brewers, since since we've last talked, the Brewers have been eliminated from the playoffs, as rightfully they should have been. Uh, Right now we're down to the Phillies and the um, the Arizona Diamondbacks, and the Phillies are just a freight train. Has there ever been a World Series that is less anticipated than this? I don't know. This isn't that. It seems like everybody's falling asleep talking about this. I don't. If you're watching, I don't know. I mean, the Phillies are putting up some some big numbers. When, before I got here, Bryce Bryce Harper stole home on a on a wild pitch. I mean, the Phillies are a team to be reckoned with. And then in the right. and, and then American League, you have the the fight for Texas. You have Texas Rangers against the Houston Astros. Texas up two games to one against those old cheaters of the Houston Astros. That game will we got game four tonight. And let's see, the Brewer, Brewers are out. Craig Council will hopefully be gone. Um, football. The Green Bay Packers play this Sunday. They've been done. They're playing their third game in 21 days. This has just been a long time period. They play against Denver. They should beat Denver. Uh, the Badgers play Illinois. That's going to be a tough game. Uh, the Bucks. they have one or two more games left before they start their season. The Admirals have already started their season, and they have their first home opener this Friday. And I had another, I had a cool sports fact, but I can't remember it. No such thing. But anyway, so that's the sports that I know. Thanks for listening. Let's uh, get to it, Tim. Well, that, of course, is his special way. I'm saying I'm supposed to hit this button now. Let's see. How about that? Oh, yeah. I love first Yes. It's time for some merch madness, which means Jeff actually gets to relax for a little bit. Yes. And we watch the. We will return you to the regularly scheduled program in just a moment. But first, let's make some merch money. I'm thinking about getting coasters, and I'm thinking about getting tumblers, like 
Yetis? I don't know, man. I think we got a market going. I don't know. What? Open it up, Mosquito style. What, what was that? <laughs> Burger Shop, yes. I went to Burger Shop. I, they were one of the first ones that had like a happy meal for Did they? kids. I, I forget what they called it. It was like a kiddie's meal or something. And then those dirty low down scrubs over at McDonald's stole the idea. Dude, no, you'll remember this more than Perhaps. I will because you have just this type of a memory. But what was Red Barn? What kind of food was Red Barn? Uh, I never went to Red Barn. <clears throat> Are you serious? I only saw the outside of it. Me too. Never I think I only it. did too, to tell you the truth. Never went into it. We drove past it on the freeway. Yeah. Never went in. And where was the Burger, burger Chef was up on the north side, right? Uh, like there was Silver one kind of out by Southridge. Was there? Yeah. There I know I went in. to it, but I just don't remember where it was. It was. And I think it was next to, if I remember right, it was next to National Savings and Loan. <laughs> okay. Because oh. that's where I used to see Santa. Okay. Uh, very important. There you know go. where Santa hanged out? Yeah, is Santa? And yep. this makes sense, you know, as you're older. He hung out in a bank. Well, he has a lot of money. Look at all the stuff he buys. He's got midgets to make it for him. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, we call them midgets. Good. All right. All right. Let's get things started here with... The movie I was assigned, so now there's going to be a quality review. This will be a way better review. Wondering what those look like. Plus, I've been Uh, ill. What? Plus, I've been ill the last two weeks, so yeah, I get a I get a pass. Oh, you give yourself a lot of passes. I've noticed that. The movie we're talking about now is Eight Men Out. Uh, Eight Men Out is a film about the filthy underbelly of society. Baseball players. It's written and directed by John Sales. The cast is stuffed, stuffed with great talent. This is a movie that has good acting. It's got good writing. It's got a lot of things going for it. But the story is about eight (laughs) players. We'll get there. Oh, shoot. Uh, Eight players on the Chicago White Sox that were banned under suspicion of throwing the 1919 World Series. Um, To me, a lot of this is, if you've ever tried to tell Chicagoans that, hey, your team sucks, they never believe you. Here they lost the World Series, and they went, oh, they had to have thrown it. Because they're a Chicago team. They're obviously superior. I don't know that that's uh, accurate. That was but, one of the best teams ever put together uh, in the history of baseball. I, I think a lot of that is uh, wish belief. Nope. Looking over to statistics. Nope. Anyway, uh, great performance from John Cusack. Uh, D.B. Sweeney played Joe Jackson. Got almost no screen time. No. It was surprising to me because I like D.B. Sweeney. He's a very good actor. But This was really about John Cusack and uh, David Stathairn, Stathairn. You couldn't give give D.B. Sweeney a lot of time because Shoeless Joe wasn't that flamboyant of a ball player. There wasn't much you could do with him. You couldn't put him on set. And have him talking that because of because of the way he was such a hick and everything. Yeah. So that's probably why. But go ahead. Well, this movie's kind of an interesting character study. Okay. Uh, David Strathairn does a great job showing the inner struggle of the decision: should we throw the series or should we not throw the series? Oh, and the tale really pivots on how Cusack decided he wasn't going to participate. Though there are a few little details mm-hmm. where it's like, did he or didn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like he agreed to take the yep. money, but he wasn't really willing to actually throw it. Yep. Uh, Straight Aaron took the money and did what he was paid for. Uh, each presented the same opportunity, but they went in slightly different directions. But if you look, they basically had the same outcome. Uh, They did things differently, but they both ended up with the same outcome. So it's it's kind of interesting from that standpoint. Now, there was good character acting. 
from John Mahoney as the manager. You might know him as Frazier's father. Yep. Uh, Michael Lerner was the big-time gambling godfather. He was very good. You had Rooker. Uh, Michael Rooker was in there. Uh, yeah, you can look these up so you know who they are. Uh, he was the lead <laughs> conspirator of your own movie. Uh, Christopher Lloyd, who you might remember as Doc Brown from Back to the Future, he predict predictably steals every single scene he is in. He has an understated performance for a man that was very good at chewing scenery. He showed that in Back to the Future, certainly, and his greatest character of all time. Do you remember who that was? Yep, Taxi. Yep, Jim the Preacher. Oh, God, that what, was such a good... How about he we take also, his driver's test? When he's taking his driver's test, yeah. slow, what's yellow? Slow down. What does yellow mean? <laughs> slow yeah. down. What, what does... <laughs> uh, He also, a lot of people don't remember this, he played one of the Klingons, the lead Klingon, in Search for Spock. What was that, Jeff? What's going on, Tim? Is somebody messing with you? It is October. I swear, I swear, if something goes down here, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> what the hell was that? I didn't see you touch any buttons or anything. I don't know what happened just now. Uh, it is nice. Now, I do think this movie is helpful for, for our friends in the crime world because it sets the value of the World Series which was $100,000 is about how much it took to buy the World Series. I hear that. Now, you could probably get an ad on the teletype at the time for about the same amount of money. Well, how much, would, how much uh, is $100,000 now, though? I, it was good yeah, piece a good piece of cheese. That's a good chunk of cheese. a good piece of cheese, which, you know, obviously... Why bother? Nobody cares who wins the World Series. What? Nobody, but what? They, they, I, does anybody even remember? Okay, it's been three weeks since I watched this movie. I can't even tell you who he, they played against. Cincinnati anymore. Reds. Who cares? Cincinnati sucks. Chicago's better than Cincinnati. Okay. Well, yeah, they were a better team. That's, a why they had to throw the, that's why they had to throw the As game. As a city. The Queen no, City? Come on. The Queen City's uh, awesome. Yeah. Just think, Eddie Seacott, okay. the guy David Stratham, was supposed to get ten thousand dollars. That's okay. what that was his cut, but that's right. what he was supposed to get for right. winning thirty games that season. So I have a few questions. <laughs> you poo poo me. I have a few questions. You're boring me. Uh, all right, now what the hell? Why didn't Why didn't Kid, the manager? Yeah. Why didn't he pull his pitchers? What do you mean? He, it was obvious the pitchers were throwing the game. Uh, he believed in them. He believed I, in them. I don't think he believed in the pitch count. I think that's the oh, problem. Oh, why? Now. Yeah, because there was why? some idiot like Robert Manfred out okay, there. Okay, let's keep going. Why didn't Kaminsky do anything about it? Because everybody kind of knew. you. That gets established later on. That everybody kind of knew this was uh, there was something. I don't think they wanted to believe it. Out. I don't think they wanted to believe it. I don't. I really don't. Come on. Come on. Come on. Uh, now, I noticed that they kept building up that one. There's a blonde guy that was a bench warmer. Yeah. And he was like, it was like key that he be one of the conspirators. Yes. But then he didn't even play. No, that because he. So that was dumb. Well, no, he overheard what was going on. Yeah, but so it was were... dumb. What do you mean it was uh, dumb? Why do you need that character? We're making a movie here. We don't need to know every character. There were characters that they didn't give enough screen time to, but they give this this numbnuts uh, a big yeah. section in the movie. Because he was part of the real life this is This was a real life situation. You know that. Now, why this wasn't made they, up. I don't know that I believe that we know what actually happened. Okay. Because in the court of law, this was scrubbed. Everything that they lost you all get the records. It, everything. Well, this happened in Chicago. I know. I'm saying you it. can't trust anything that anybody said about any of this. That is Chicago politics. 
All right. All right. Now, why why did they call baseball dead ball back then? Did they actually kill people? No. The no. ball that they had was very dense, and it didn't go very far. And now the fans of it are very dense. I think the scoreboard... Wow. Just wow. The scoreboard seemed to have some bad resolution or something. There yeah. was no animation when they hit a home run. <laughs> I noticed there was none. And I'm like, what the heck? Bernie Brewer didn't go down a slide. Uh, do you think, since you like blowing out pitchers' arms, do you think we should go back to the three-man rotation? Yes. I knew you would. Yes. Three days rest. <clears throat> CC Sabathia did it. He did it. I, I, I swear. The greatest pitcher now, in Milwaukee Brewer history, CC Sabathia. Were, were there no relievers back then? They didn't believe in it. You just finished a game. You started a game, you finished a game. I'll, I, I'll be honest with you. I felt like there was no relief. Let's go to the Pauly Shore. You, you know what? You need somebody here with a snare drum. But I'm I do. I do. It's time for the Pauly Shore connection. Are you ready? Sure, Tim. Wait, where's the button for it? Gosh darn it. Oh, there it is right there. You have it. There up. it is. John Cusack yeah. goes to Pauly Shore in only two. John Cusack was in the movie The Player that had the actor Jeremy Piven in there. You might know him from Entourage. Yeah. Jeremy Piven was in Red Letters with his good friend Pauly Shore. So this movie only has a Pauly Shore index of two. What's the most we've had so far? <laughs> I don't think more than three. I know. I, I, and Pauly Shore, it, the reason we picked Pauly Shore is... He's been in like five movies. Yeah. <laughs> he really, he does not have a lengthy uh, <laughs> background. I once made a bet about Pauly Shore with a radio team that I prefer not to mention. Okay. And it was when he was doing Son-in-Law and all that crazy stuff. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? In eight years, I bet you he's up for Academy Award. And they're like, no, no, he never will be. And what was my argument? I said, well, Tom Hanks, he was in Bosom Buddies and look at what he did. So, yeah, Pauly Shore let there, me down. There is a difference. Well, but Pauly Shore Hanks let me down. Tom Hanks is talented. All right, but so who, let's go to the horror movie connection. <coughs> yep. Are you ready? Yeah. <coughs> Hold on, we're going to let uh, Jeff have a drink of his water. All right, we're good. Okay. Okay. So, first we have John Cusack, who, you know, it's kind of hard to say... I think John Cusack was the star of this movie, but I think so. I think David Stateron, uh Straight Aaron also seemed to be the star. I, I had a hard time but, deciding. But name recognition wise, Cusack name, was. Yes, right? uh, obviously, yep. obviously. So John Cusack has he been in horror movies before? What do you think? I I know he was in one that it was something to do with a with a birth date, like his birth date, or something like a room or a number. I know he's no, in there one. is a, a one with a room number, 1408, yeah. which I believe was a Stephen King adaption. Uh, but he was also in the movie Identity. And that's they a, that's didn't, a different date. But Identity was not credited as a horror film, and I think it kind of is. I think it was. But uh, we are going to take the IMDb number. They had four... Out of his 90 films, which is a 4.4 percentage, that's pretty low. That's pretty low. Then we have Clifton James. He, of course, you probably, he played uh, Kaminsky. Yeah. But he's best known for being the hick cop in uh, a couple of the James Bond movies. A secret agent. For whose side? Yes. Was the greatest yes. line in all the James Bond films. I uh, He did an episode of Monsters, and he was in a TV movie called The Werewolf of Washington. Okay. It's only two movies out of 101 credits. Clifton James made more movies than John Cusack. That's amazing. Believe it? it or not. Yeah. So he's only at a 2%. Then here's a shocker. Shocker. Gordon Clapp. Gordon Clapp was best known for being an NYPD blue. He was the catcher. He was the catcher. Yep. He was the angry catcher is what he yeah. was. Uh, he has a 4.9%, including he had a 1995 version of Outer Limits 
appearance. As you know, I have a special graphic for The Outer Limits 1995 because so many actors have been on that, that That's a Canadian show. thing, right? Uh, a thing? lot of Canadian okay. actors. All right. Now, Michael Rooker, he, a lot of people are going to know right off the bat, he's got a high score. He's at 16% of his films, 143 movie credits. And he's also a Hall of Famer. He was in Days of Thunder. That's he, right. He was the main character in Days of Thunder with Tom Yeah. So... Michael Rooker, best known for Guardians of the Galaxy, and he was a main character on The Walking Dead. He has a lot of genre uh, work. He was in Slither, which uh, was the movie James Gunn did before the Guardians of the Galaxy. He did the 2001 version of Outer Limits, which I don't have a, a button for because <laughs> that, that one didn't last as long. The 1995 Outer Limits lasted a long time. That was a TV series, you're saying? Yeah, it was on TV series. It was syndicated, and it was an anthology. So you had new actors every single week. That's one of the reasons so many people churned through it. Uh, but Michael Rooker is probably best known to horror fans he played the title character in Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Okay. We'll see if we give you that one sometime. It's, uh, you wouldn't be saying how diff, uh, how easy it's I'm taking it on. So you. easy. So here's John Mahoney, 76 movies. He's a total loser. No horror credits. Can you name the movie that he is in with John Cusack other than this movie? Hmm. I know the answer. Sex Brigade. Say anything. He's oh, the dad. Oh, really? Didn't say anything. He's the dad. Okay. Um, it, they actually are showing "Say Anything" downtown, and John Cusack is going to do a Q and A after it. Are you serious? It was, it was like last week or oh. something like that. Well, you were sick. I would have went. I, I wasn't going to go. Why not? Why? To meet John Cusack? I've, I've seen the movie. Anyway, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Where's it? Do you got a boombox? I got a little boombox up. Uh, okay. In Char Charlie eye. Sheen, 88 movies. Yeah. Four of them are horror credits. Yeah. Uh, that puts him at a 4.5%. Uh, among them, Grizzly 2, which I think you recently watched or something. Uh, he was in an episode of Amazing Stories. Scary Movie 5 he was in, but the oh, one that I think of, and this was shown on HBO like a million times, he was in the movie The Wraith. I've heard of that. And I, I liked the movie because the female lead was in a swimsuit in one scene, and that was plausible. Okay. That was plausible. She so was a beautiful woman. So I watched that movie more than it should because the movie is not very good. But, but she was good. But Charlie Sheen's also a Hall of Famer for, for uh, Major League. That's right. Well, why didn't I have that? Uh, you missed all. You've missed them all so far. But well, yeah. I I don't really care about the sports movies. And, I think. But it, I think you like doing the Hall of Fame, don't you? I do. Like but the it. other thing about Grizzly, real quick. Yeah, I when I watched this, yeah. I was like, Charlie Sheen's in it. Someone else, and then Laura Dern. I think those three were in it. Right. And you're like, oh, it's gonna be cool. They're in the opening scene, and yeah. that is it. Those yeah. SOBs, it was like clickbait for that movie. Right. All right, go ahead. Thanks for letting me get in there. David State Heron. Uh, he recently, I was trying to remember what it was that he did recently that people really have connected with. Yeah. Uh, David has only had one horror uh, credit. Out of 141 films, his one credit is The Uninvited. That is a movie that I'm hoping Ooh. to watch. It's in my queue. But what people know him for recently is he was in The Expanse, which is a sci-fi series. And he pretty well stole the season or two that he was in on that show. He just stole it right out from everybody else. He was so good in there. So, but I think he steals this movie to a, to a high degree. Okay. Uh, D.B. Sweeney, 
He's done uh, a fair amount of horror. He had 9 out of 113, including Swamp Shark. And, of course, our 90s Outer Limits. And he is in our Hall of Fame. Fire in the Sky. Oh, that's right. Remember? He was in that. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm hoping someday you give me the cutting edge so he can get that one in here, too. I'm surprised you know you that. Don't, you don't give me any good movies. I'm surprised and you then, know cutting edges. let's talk about John Sayles, okay? John Sayles was the director of this film. He also played a character. What was the character's name? He was the he was the reporter. He was the writer, and he's a famous Ch- writer. I think Ling. Uh, Ring Lardner. Ring yep. Lardner who I remember reading one of his short stories. My brother will tell you, I was obsessed with this when we were watching the film. It was called Haircut, and it's a famous short story. Uh, He was a big-time columnist in Chicago for um, uh, at the time. Uh, But he it's correct to have him play a writer because he has a Hall of Fame writing credit on this show. He does? Yes. Alligator. He wrote Alligator. Did I see that? Is that this year? That's still this year. No, I think we watched that. Because uh-uh. I watched it with my parents. I don't remember. Well, Dad I, doesn't do horror. So then I guess I don't remember it too well. Oh I mean, but God. okay. Really? But he also, he also is Hall of Fame another time. For what? He wrote The Howling. Get out of here. He also he wrote, he also wrote, and these we haven't watched on Get the show yet. Get out of here. We haven't watched these on the show yet, but they're coming up. Piranha. He wrote Piranha. Really? In fact, Piranha I've seen that. was made twice from the same script that he wrote. What? Yes. Uh, the original one directed by Joe Dante, and then it was done as a TV movie in, I would say, mid-90s. And it wasn't a TV movie. It was made for video, but it really didn't do too well, so it went to TV pretty quick. You know what? I do remember Alligator now. It it was in the tunnel. Alligators in the sewers. Yep, I do remember it. Thank you. Alligators in the sewers. So I think that's a pretty good horror movie connection. I got to give him credit, yeah. Well, he started, he was part of the whole Roger Corman crew of just churning out these movies, and he wrote a, a bunch of good ones. Uh, he did write some uh, mafia movies, and just a good all-around really? filmmaker. That's amazing. I thought this was the only thing he ever did. No. That, I did. Not even close. Not even close. So, what do you think I'm going to give this one a score of? Uh, you know what? I honestly think you're going to give it a decent score. I think you're going to give it a little... You don't like sports, but I think you're going to give it a seven. I'm actually going to give it an eight, kid. Nice. Uh, I'm giving it an eight. Because of eight men out? <laughs> I should have been ten men out. <laughs> no, go ahead. Uh, no. Uh, I'm giving it an eight because it's a good film. They don't louse it up with a lot of sports scenes that nobody wants to sit through. Wow. A, it's a good story. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I believe the story. Tim, it's. I I, I think you're trying to be funny. Think, no, Tim, I it's don't 100% think, true. I I think they upped how incredible these uh, baseball players are. I think they under uh, they overplayed how many of them were on the take. I I don't think this was all what it was. Do I think? It was somehow thrown, and there was some hanky-panky. Yes, it was held in Chicago. No. Uh, but uh, particularly at that time, that Al Capone wasn't personally involved is probably the shocking Well, that I have to give you credit on that. But okay. But I'm, I'm saying I, I kind of think they were kind of overplaying certain things to make it a better story. I don't know, Tim. But uh, you, you, can't, you can't throw a World Series with just one player. You need more than well, one. Well, it seemed like they were trying to... Do it because they only had three pitchers in the rotation and they had two of them on the take. How much does it take to blow the series? You still need the players in the field? You still need them to make errors and not get base hits? Not just not saying. when you got a dead ball. <laughs> now you got a dead ball. So Murder. there was eight men out. 
Yes. And uh, it got an eight, so it's time to move on to our next segment. Trivia. Maybe we'll maybe we'll get the show done on time this week. Yeah, I just we'll need to be coming off of a cold every time. We'll do that. No, we're not going to make it. I know we're not. Good. Uh, People okay. like it when we go long. So we're going to do trivia for everybody that is new to this. The way that we do this is we read three statements to each other one of them is a lie and our partner has to figure out which is the lie guy ask me first so i am gonna ask oh. you first i wasn't gonna ask for your permission what do i, I can tell what you. do i need to do i don't want to be accused of cheating you what have, do I have to, to pick you have to pick what what is going on in the what is that tim what the hell is going on hold on you set off the music somehow. How? There's I, somebody in here. I swear, Tim. I swear. Now my heart's starting to race. It's Alexa, I shut swear. up. There, that killed it. All right, Let, let's do this now. Jeez. Now wait. God. But remember, what? like three weeks ago, you're like, Jeff, don't look over at my screen. Do I have to be looking straight ahead here again? Yeah, just look straight right there. All right. Can I be on the uh, page? Can I be on Dog Soldiers? You know, put it on Dog Soldiers. No, because that's what the question's coming from. I don't need to do that. All right. Oh, that's right. You don't have this. Duh. One. Okay. Dog Soldiers. Dog people. Sean Pertwee. Do you yep. remember which one that was? Yeah, that's the guy I like. That's the main yeah. guy. Sean Pertwee, Wells, was played Alfred on the TV series Gotham for a number of years. Liam Cunningham. Uh, His name was Ryan in the movie. He was kind of the bad guy. Okay, I know who that is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he is probably best known for being on Game of Thrones and most recently played the captain on this year's Dracula adjacent film, The Last Voyage of the Demeter. What the hell? Last, the director of the film, Neil Marshall, yep. directed the pilot episode of The Boys for Amazon Prime. Which is a false statement? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this Gotham thing, is this like a more recent type movie or hey, show? It's a TV series about Gotham City. I know, but is it... Batman? I know, like when? Played Alfred. Like when? Like what years are we talking? Um, 2013. Okay, so more recent. 2017. And what about this The Boys thing? When was that? The Boys is actually in its, like, fourth season or something, so it's, like, 2019. Okay, so like the Wells guy you said was Alfred. The right. other guy you said he had something to do with it or he was in it? Okay. Wells played Alfred in TV series Gotham. Okay. Liam Cunningham, the bad guy, he's best known for being on Game of Thrones and, and was in this year's um, movie Last Voyage of the Demeter. And Neil Marshall, oh, that's the director, directed the pilot episode of The Boys for Amazon Prime. Okay, so this is the way this goes. Because mm -hmm. I, because you have to figure this out the way I think. Okay. And I think what I'm going to say... This is going to hurt, then. Is the Wells one... <laughs> the Wells one is going to be the one that's false. That's the my Wells final answer. One. Yep. So Sean Pertwee yep. playing Alfred on the TV series Gotham for yep. a number of years is false. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Sorry, Jeff. Uh, Sorry, Jeff. He actually did, and he was excellent on the show. Okay. Which was it? Uh, director Neil Marshall did not direct the pilot episode of The Boys. That was directed by a gentleman by the name of Dan Trachtenberg. And he went on to make Cloverfield 10, which was in the news today. Is that the one with John Goodman and he's underneath the yes. ground? I saw it. Believe yeah. it or not, I watched it. Our Clover, what is it? 10 Cloverfield Way was that the was, name of the movie. That was something else, that yeah. movie. And that's Oof. directed by uh, Dan Trachtenberg, who used to have a podcast of his own called The Totally Rad Show. And I used to watch it. So was it I, good? I knew all about Yeah, it was good. And the, by the way, the TV series The Boys is really good. And it uses the C word a lot. Candy? <laughs> yes, candy. All right, Jeffy. All right. So this isn't helping my cause. Did you notice I said C word 
instead of just saying cunt. Wasn't it? Tim, Tim, you've gone so well. I mean, oh, dang it. All right. All right. Ahead. So here we I go. I was proud of myself for a minute. Now, remember, I wrote this stuff when I was ill, so we'll see how this actually turns out. I need everybody in the okay. chat room to fact check him because he usually gets these wrong. Actually called the Black Sox before the 1919 incident because the owner was so cheap he would not launder the men's uniforms. Both John Cusack and both John Cusack and Charlie Sheen reprised their baseball roles, both being in Major League. You remember Charlie Sheen as Wild Thing, but John Cusack actually played the Yankee picture, the Duke who gives up the final game-winning hit, or bunt. And finally, director John Salis, who also... Sales. Yep, Salis, Sales, who, all, who co-wrote Eight Men Out, originally cast himself as a ball player, but because it took so long for him to write this movie, he was too old and cast himself as a reporter instead. So originally he okay. was going to be a ball player, but he said, no, I'm going to be a reporter. I'm, I'm going to make this easy. Okay. I don't believe that I missed that John Cusack was in Major League. So I'm going to say that one's false. And I'll let you say that, but I'll give you an out. How many of the how many of the Hall of Fames did you miss tonight? I did. I missed a lot of them. So before you answer, think about that. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure. Is pretty sure I'm, sure? I'm pretty sure because I thought in Major League, the Duke or that last Duke, yeah. pitcher... Mm-hmm. Was played by a famous pitcher of the time. You're thinking of Pete. He was a big, ugly, surly guy. That's Pete Vukovic, and he was playing first base, and he was the big hitter. He was called uh, Club. Uh, I, 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 I want to just set that straight. This. Pete Vukovic was a. I, I, I'm just going to go over here and press correct because you're trying to talk me out of it, and that's making me sure. Now. What about the Black Sox, okay. though? The Black Sox, I know that's true. Why? I know that's true. Why? Because any article on the Black Sox starts with saying, well, it wasn't just because of this. Yeah, but what about him being t- taking 10 years to write this thing and he wanted to be a ball player, but he, sell- he put himself as a reporter? I don't think he cares that much about acting. He wanted to be a director. And he, he considered himself a writer. My guess is he directed this because he didn't want anybody else screwing up his script. You're right. I know. <laughs> when you start talking me out of them, I'm like, oh, good. He's trying to talk me out of it. Fantastic. You know what that means, don't you? You're up a few points. I'm up a bunch of points now. You're up that many. You're up, I'm, you're I'm up, up nine. I'm up a lot of points. Let's show everybody the scores. You're up nine. Four. You're up four points. 50 is not right, Tim. Oh. Are you sure? You're not up that much. I'm pretty. Put yourself. Why back to, is it only showing 35 there? Five. That's 10, incorrect. Why is it pulling that up? I don't, we'll get the 50 off there. Maybe that's why. Well, it's there. That's not right either, Tim. Oh. Dale Junior's number. <laughs> it's 15. It's supposed to be 40. 20. Somehow that one is up. 32. 40. 40 to 30. 40 to 31. That's right. Why is 10, that not up 28, 29, 31. It's 40 to 31. I should get a point. Why for, is that not updating? I should Jeff, get, I should get a what point. What did you do? I should get a point for being honest. No. No, you're never going to get I should get a point, point for being here after With being sick. With all the cheating you've done all over the time. Cheating? A lot of cheating. A lot of cheating. I've never cheated. <laughs> I've never cheated. Why does it say 40 over there, not 40 over here? I do not know, and this thing is getting pulled apart after tonight's show. Why is that happening? Folks, he had three weeks to have this in tip-top shape. Think I think it. everybody knows I work hard on this show, and Maybe I'm really upset right know? now. What did Trogdor have to say here? You only lost one point this week. Yeah, thank you. Uh, have Jafe you haven't seen Jafe also what the hell is with that Jafe stuff what about Jafe yeah. well if you're not going to pronounce names right it know, why should it I it knows you're lying see think look at this Trogdor's alright I hope, I hope he's coming to Miller Oktoberfest uh, we'll talk uh, so what have we got have coming Jafe, up have me help you with the, sp- with the spreadsheets no that's Tim uh, 
Tim had to help me right. with spreadsheets. All right. So next week we have a great lineup. <laughs> I am go- well. Tell me about the movie you're subjecting me to. So I went a little bit off, a little bit off base here. I know we have to get an older movie, so I went as old as I could right now. And with with the original Rollerball, the newer one has got. Oh, you are running out of sports movies. No, there's it's plenty out there, but but I, I got them. So I had I have Tim watching Rollerball, the the futuristic sports movie, Rollerball with Paul Newman. All right. Well, I thought it was James Caan, but oh wait, you're uh, right, James Caan. You're right. For, uh, doesn't that look like that movie? Doesn't that look like Paul Newman though? Yeah. And uh, it does Marif Jaf is going to be watching the classic 1930s. Frankenstein. This is the movie that saved Universal Studios. It Why? introduced Boris Karloff because, okay, Universal Studios, not so much money. Made Frankenstein, made lots of money. Made it able that they were able to continue making movies. And they started making a lot of monster movies to try to get the success again and again. And again, and actually Frankenstein followed up Dracula, which was the one that actually was the first one of the series that made a bunch of money. And then Frankenstein came out and it made even more. Is this and a silent Universal movie? Said, no, this is a talkie. Good. This is a talkie. Now, this <laughs> particular poster you're looking at, yep. it says Boris Karloff on there. Yep. That's how I know this is some sort of reissue are not the original poster. Because oh. in the original posters, they never gave out Karloff's name. Why? To keep... Because... It was a mystery. Yeah, okay. I, I, okay. You know, was this some freak or what What was this? Was he in the credits? It took a long time. You'll see when you watch the movie what they did. Okay. Uh, it's pretty glaring, so you'll you'll notice it right away. Hey. Um, yeah. That John Boyle, is he the one that's in Young Frankenstein too? That plays... That's Peter Boyle, oh. and it's spelled a completely different way. Is it his brother? No, okay. it is not. Boyle is B-O-Y-L-E in uh, Young Frankenstein, oh. and it's B-O-L-E-S. Oh, so it's... So okay. different people. All right. Well, also separated by about 40 years or so, 50 know. years. So Isn't there, not the same person. But when you... The whole 40 years thing, real quick... There's a guy. There's a president. Forty years is not real quick. It took me a while. There, there's a there's a president like the eighth president of the United States has got a great grandson that's living today. Did you know that? No. You Think were about watching that. something on TV this morning and they talked about this. I've known this for years. Okay. This is true though. So forty years, you don't know that. You could do be spend brother. a lot of time in the bar, so they not as much as Mayor this. Rick. Okay. All right. Now you're going to get us in trouble. Thanks so much for that. So, everybody, we want to thank you all for tuning in tonight. What year is that one from? I think mine's from like 1975. Mine's from like 1932. Something like that. So, it's been out a while. You, I've never seen it, though. You Seriously, you've never seen it at all. Wait, which one are you talking about? Any part of it? The Boris Karloff Frankenstein. No, never. I've seen... Abbott and Costello with Frankenstein, and I've seen okay. Robert De Niro with Frankenstein. That's it. Okay. And I've seen the monsters. I think you're in for a treat. And I've seen Young I Frankenstein. Mean, it's, it's from the 1930s, so it's from a different time. You kind of have to make those adjustments. And, and uh, you did tell me something else to watch for, Tim, and I know before we get finish this up, you said that because I did see Young Frankenstein, <clears throat> that there's going to be a lot of stuff that they pulled from this, correct? Yeah. All right. You're, you're cool. going to be sitting there going... Oh, that's why they did that, and all, all that sort of so stuff. So they have someone like Terry Gar's knockers? Anyway, it's time to close the crypt and call the game. <laughs> Thank you all for watching or listening, and remember to share and subscribe our show and our feed. You can find the show at otherworldlyculture.com, and you can follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Pandora, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and other fine places you find podcasts. And we'd like to remind you all... Wait, uh, okay. We'd like to remind you all...
I have to get my finger on the button. That's what she said. If it, <laughs> yes, she did. If it's sports, it's a home run. If it's horror, run home. We're dead on the bases, and we'll see you next time. How dare you? That's just an how, how dare you? That's just an awesome line to that movie, and she looks great in that outfit. Oh my goodness! She does, doesn't she? Well, yeah, but I, I don't have to sit here and huff I think and puff a, about it. Oh, and and also, uh, no, I'm not gonna say it. Forget. Well, that's one thing you haven't said tonight. My goodness, <laughs> my goodness, sir. My throat held out pretty good. Uh, my, I mean, I that thought it, unusual. No, I thought I was gonna be. I thought I was gonna be way worse. I thought I was gonna be in deep trouble tonight. Good night, everybody. See ya.